everybody, and welcome back to the pre-production meeting. I am your co-host, Josh Urquhart. And he is joined by the other co-host, Austin Scott. <laughs> and welcome back to episode 20, the first of the new years. It is good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long time in the making. Austin, has. how are you feeling, my friend? It's so surreal that we're back, yeah. um, especially after the way the year ended. Holy shit, and nobody knows anything. No, yeah, <laughs> but you got a little glimpse of the on-set taste, but yeah. we'll dive into it a bit here if we have time. Um, and it's just, well, I was kind of like, Today at home, I was like, we're actually going to get back into we are. this whole I just, when I thought thing. about coming today, I'm like, I remember the feeling that I would get every time we would hit record last yeah. year. It's just so good. <laughs> and like right now, where we, you know, we we're talking beforehand, I'm at the peak of motivation, inspiration. Yeah, good. We've both done so much since the last podcast. 100%. How are, you, how are you feeling now at the start of the year in terms of where you are at, like from where you predicted last year? Um... Uh, that's a good question actually. But the thing is like things are happening and like, I'm not like, I'm so out of my depth with the process that I'm about to embark on with the film, but I don't feel like it. If that makes sense. Like I, I'm kind of holding my own when it comes to this whole process and I'll get into it. But like, I'm asking right, I'm asking the right questions. I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. sort of wrapping my head around it in a way that I, and I'm learning a lot, which is really good. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to see what the future holds really. Like I'm feeling, like you said, motivated, yeah. driven, like this year is going to be a good one. Like, this is going to be probably the biggest of my whole life. Good, Do you good. feel the same? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And I've said this to a bunch of people. I said it in the group chat, you've seen it. I've yep. said it to a bunch of my <laughs> mates, I said it to my girlfriend. Um, and I don't know it, and you know what I'm about to say, but like it enters that whole new year, new me cliche. Yeah, man. But of course, I feel like 2022 into 2023. Yeah, there's there was something there's something in the air. There, I feel yeah. everybody I know wants to get after it this year. Oh they want to. I think it might just. I think it might be because the last couple of years have been, been shit. shit. Like right. they suck. Oh my god! Yes. And I think everybody's just like, All right, I'm done. Yeah. I, I need to do something for me. I need to be the person that I want to be. And it's just, I'm so happy to see everybody wanting to get after it. Really, this especially year. in film. Oh, it's fantastic. 100%. Like we'll get into it, but we're both signed on <clears> for <throat> about a possible four films this year. Which is insane. Holy, I didn't know response. I so did I. We are going to be super busy this year, but just even seeing everybody back on set, I'm sure we'll get into it. Just seeing how inspired and motivated everybody is because, you know, sometimes somebody needs that push. Yes. And, you know, that's what we found out a lot is like all of our film mates from uni, you know, being back on set, saying how much they love it. Mm -hmm. And it's like all they needed was that invitation. Come back Definitely. on set. And they're like, Fuck, it is so good. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, for me personally as well, and like touching on your point now, yeah, staying set mm -hmm. for me solidified why I want to do this and yep. make films because that was a vibe. That whole day was a vibe and everything was like, couldn't have gone better. Yeah. Really. And as you know, you got a taste of it, but like- Dude, I can't- it, You And well, from what I've seen from your film so far, I couldn't be more proud and impressed that it has expressed your vision. Yes, 100%. You know? and, and I think exactly what you planned ooh. on beforehand is coming out in the product that we're seeing. Already. Definitely, definitely. So seeing something that like I've directed, yeah. assembled, yeah, and with 
arguably the uh, the, the money maker coming, the mm. the fantasy part coming. Yeah. I just can't wait to see it all put together and that's something that I have directed and a lot of people have backed me for, yep, which yep. is a feeling I've never experienced in my life. Yeah. Um, it's so surreal and it's solidified for me why I want to do this, why I want to be a Fuck. filmmaker and Man. make stuff. And I could tell, and I don't know if like I just wasn't told about it on the day or people <laughs> were saying this to calm me down, but like a lot of people said like, and I heard this through my girlfriend that like <clears throat> a lot of people just – they were so calm. They were so relaxed. Because that was of the how most relaxed. Was. You know, yeah. we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I feel like everybody just wanted it to be the best it could possibly be. And like, oh, I'm and so grateful for it. And I it love was. everyone for it. Um, even on my rap speech, like yeah. it wasn't the best because I was starting to choke up. Like I was yeah, like, I was like, I don't want to cry in front of all these people. But um, no, it was really good. We'll get into it. But we'll like, get into it. Oh, just fuck. It's God, it was a good end to the year. There has been so much that has gone on since then as Ooh. well. We have so much to talk about. So how this is going to go today, we're going to dive into some of the movies that we've seen from, gosh, when was the last episode in like November? Yeah. So some of the movies, by the way, that break in December is much needed because oh. I just not touching film but all coming back, I've never been more motivated and inspired. I think we nailed that. Definitely. And, you know, we released a little onset special. Hopefully you enjoyed that, but we're back to business now. Um, Definitely. And fuck, we are going to be so busy this year. Um, but yeah, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the films that we've seen over December, some of the best ones. We actually went to a premiere uh, two days ago, which we'll, we'll touch on as well. Glitz and glam. Yeah, man. Um, and then we will also go then into, we'll do the dependent variable actually second, and we'll talk about your set and how that all went. And then we'll finish off with the progress, yep. what we've been doing, what we've been up to. 100%. You, you know, I just realized people still don't know the name of my film. They don't. They don't. But we still won't reveal it. No, yet. we'll reveal it. Mm, two months two months in done. march done but um brother let's get straight into it the films baby this Ooh. is the wrap-up it feels <clears throat> good to be back um look i've seen so many films in december and stuff like that um but there are some that stand out and i'm gonna get into it do you want to go first or me you go first. Alrighty. I'm just going to read out some of the movies that i've seen since december there's been quite a few um, and then I'll go into in depth about one of them that I've seen. And then you go into yours and then we'll both talk about the little premiere the yeah, other day. Yeah, 100%. So since we've last spoken, I have seen Glass Onion, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Violent Night, Stutz, Mission Impossible. Well, I, I binged through all the Mission Impossibles. Yep. Uh, Paris Can't Wait, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. The <laughs> Menu, Mission Impossible 2, Mission Impossible 3, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout, I've seen Avatar The Way of Water, The Fablemans, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Operation Fortune. I really, I really, really want to watch Puss in Boots. Yeah, man. Filthy though. It I just turned up actually on Letterboxes uh, in the one, the top 150 best reviewed films Jesus. on Letterboxd. It's going to be a smoky, smoky dude, film. It's all right. It's, it's going to be nominated for the Oscar. It won't win, but it will be nominated yeah, because right. Pinocchio will win um, <laughs> animation. But in terms of the film that I'm... Um, I want to talk about The Fablemans. Now, you haven't seen it yet. I have not seen The Fablemans. Man, that, especially in the time that I saw it. So I saw it in, in Australia, it released a bit later on, um, but I saw it early Jan and mm. it was just, you know, coming off the December and, you know, um, that we took off and going into Jan, man, I was so freaking motivated and inspired. And I didn't think I could get even more motivated and inspired, but I went and saw The Fablemans oh. and man, it was incredible. It, it popped in, I think... Let me double check for you. It definitely popped into my top 20 of all time, <laughs> um, which I was kind of expecting. It popped into number 12. 
Oh, of shit. all time, yeah. So where does that put Bullet Train? Uh, well, <laughs> Bullet Train has actually been. Oh man, no, Bullet Train's been moved down. Where's Bullet Train gone? Because the last time you brought up this list, you said mm. Bullet Train was your number ten. Yeah, I actually can't see it on here. Oh, oh no, number nineteen. It's moved down to. I did a whole move, yeah, around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's now in number nineteen. Oh uh, yeah, number nineteen. Um, but actually. I'll cross over two movies. So the Fablemans moved me because as everybody knows, it's about Spielberg, you know, growing up, becoming a filmmaker and stuff like that. And it wasn't quite what I expected, you know. It was less kind of about, I I won't spoil it for you, less kind of about him becoming the filmmaker and more about his family and family drama. Yeah. Um, but still little pieces that inspired me. You know, I'm going to read my little review right here real quick. Um, Okay, so I left the cinema feeling even more inspired and motivated than I ever have been. I left with an unexplainable feeling deep in my chest with my mouth wide open for the whole car trip home. I was moved. Spielberg shines like he never has before. His technique so simple yet effective. His staging and blocking so masterful, so particular with uh, which communicates what words can't. You feel every camera movement, you feel every piece of dialogue, and most of all, you feel every bit of passion that Spielberg had as a child, forever present here and now. This film possibly has the best last frame ever in cinematic history. Damn. This movie was awe-inspiring <coughs> and truly will make even the biggest non-believer believe. And one quote that stuck with me is, do what your heart says you have to because you don't owe anyone your life. Hundred. And dude... Yeah, I'll get chills fucking talking about that, man. And, you know, that kind of crosses over into another film that I saw that moved me a lot in a different way. Knives Out, Glass Onion. And from those two movies, they inspired me specifically in the craftsmanship. I did so much study over December and early January about blocking and, you know, staging and camera movements and, you know... um, the, st- the blocking of actors and how if you put them in certain shapes, they can communicate something that words can't. And two amazing directors, Spielberg and Ryan Johnson, both delve deep into blocking. So simple, but so effective. I bet, yeah. And something, that's something I took out of both of them. The way Spielberg communicates with his camera movements and the way Ryan Johnson communicates through the blocking of his actors. Incredible. And when I go into what I've been doing, definitely have taken bits from both movies and put them into mine. Mm -hmm. But definitely Glass Onion, I've been absolutely obsessed with just the way that it was made and crafted. I even went back and watched the first Knives Out, rewatched it, and I loved it. I didn't really like it the first time, but now I have a bigger appreciation for it and Ryan Johnson as a director. He's always been one of my favourites. Even The Last Jedi is my favourite Star Wars movie ever. So, you know, a bit of a hot hot take there, but... um, Man, it those two movies definitely moved me. And if you know you're a big, big film buff, or you know you love cinema, definitely go see The Fablemans. And you know if you want to see technique, see both of those films. And um, you know what? I'll just leave it at that. Two five out of five films that absolutely blew me away. Dang. And um, both have been winning awards during this award season. So uh, good, good, good. I'll leave you with that, there, my friend. Oh, very nice, very nice little yeah. uh, goosebumps. <laughs> good, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, I've been like I've watched films and stuff like that. I you've seen um, a film before? Yeah, yeah. I I, I dabble, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just getting up like the recent ones I've watched. Um, yep. All right, I'll go back to seventh of December. Okay. 7th of December, I watched Violent Night. Then on the 21st, I watched Stutz. 
Then on the 23rd- Can I, wait, wait, before you go, Violent Night, best Christmas movie ever. Oh yeah, 100%, yeah. <laughs> 23rd of December, I watched The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Ooh, okay. Now I didn't have that much expectations going into this, but that movie was beautiful. Is that, it's not Ben Stiller, it's is ben it? Stiller. Oh, ben Stiller. Directed by Ben Stiller as well. Starring really? Ben Stiller. Yeah. Okay, right. And it is like, last year I said that everything everywhere all at once is the epitome of creativity. Oh man. And Literally. it is, it oh, is. I agree with that yep. statement. Secret Life of Walter Mitty, up there with everything everywhere all at once. No way. Based on the creativity and the really? storytelling and just the, just like what you, so, Ben Stiller and Severance, right? I was just about to make- The cinematic language yeah, that yep, he goes yep, with yep, with yep, that. Yep, yep. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yep. Oh, he's got an, he's, an, he's a genius. I understand. Man. He's okay. a genius. Yep. Um, and then after Secret Life of Walter Mitty, literally the day after on the 24th, I watched Glass Onion. Oh. Um, I gave that film four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. It was great. It was beautiful to look at. Lots of stars, lots of great storytelling. Didn't have Anna Diamas so. though. That's what was missing was Anna Diamas. <laughs> um, and the thing was, there was like cliche central, but with Ryan Johnson's twist on it. Okay. Yep. And the, he did the cliches Ryan Johnson's way. And you can tell like he was in full control of that apart mm. from the title. But yeah, oh. <laughs> Glass Onion do, was a great- Do you want to explain that? Well, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. It's, it, it's not Knives Out. It's not Knives Out 2. Mm. It's- a sequel, yeah. The only link is obviously Daniel Craig. Yeah, but like they stand alone. They yeah, they stand alone. They're not the same film, obviously. And yeah, it's not the second film. They're two different films, yeah. and arguably, Daniel Craig is a different character in this one. He's a lot more goofy. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah, I like the yeah, goofy yeah, character yeah, yeah, in films yeah. and stuff like that. Did you hear? Have I told you about how to distinguish in murder mysteries who's the murderer and who's not? No. So there's a thing when it comes to making movies, right? Apple. Oh, I know this. Yes, actually. Right. Now Apple, the company, right. They don't allow villains to hold Apple products. Yes. So if you're ever watching a movie and there's a bad guy in it, you don't know who the bad guy is. You look at everybody's phones. If they're holding an Apple product, they're a good guy. If they're yep. not, they're a villain. Yep. I heard that Ryan on a podcast Johnson. the other day. Yeah. Ryan and Johnson. You know what? They actually were talking about that because of um, when Daniel Craig gets an iPad in yeah. Glass Onion, they're yep. like- there he is. Well, obviously. He's a good guy <laughs> and everything. So that's what they were talking yeah, about. So yeah, so Glass Onion, great film. Josh gave it a massive rap. Um, yeah, it was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Four stars, great film. But then I watched the sequel to a film that I fucking loved yep. last time I watched it. Couldn't tell you when last time I watched it, but this sequel has been a long time coming in the make. A long time coming in the making. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Let's, it makes Let's sense. roll with it. Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday. Have I told you about Accident Man? No. So Accident Man is about a hitman who makes all of his assassinations look like accidents. That's so, so funny. For example, what? his mark will be sitting at a bus stop. A car will come speeding around the corner. He'll shoot the tire. The car mm. will crash into the uh, target. And right. like that's what he's known for in the this world of assassins. Right. He's the accident man. But it's also a great martial arts film. How do you find film. these films, bro? Scott Atkins, man. Ah, oh, okay. Scott yeah, Atkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so, yeah. yeah. Um, this one was just a bunch of fun. The martial arts is next level. He steps up his game every single film he makes. Mm-hmm. And this is just a testament to who he is because what he's doing on screen is done for real. He is a freak of nature. So, yeah. Accident accident Man, Hitman's Scott Holiday Atkins. was based in Malta as well. Okay. So, it was beautiful scenery and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, questionable CGI here and there. 
with a couple of explosions and like 3D rendered environments and stuff. But, okay. um, you know, it was a good time it nonetheless. Yep. And then the most recent film that I watched was the premiere, but I'm going to do the most recent film before that, between Accident Man's Accident Man and this film. You heard of Barbarian? Yes. Watch that. It's on Disney Plus, isn't it? It is on it Disney Plus. I think it was rated the best horror movie of 2022. Yeah, so at the same time Terrifier 2 came out, Ooh, people were- Good film. Yeah, people were Funny. raving about Barbarian as well. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I need to watch both of these films. Barbarian's more accessible as well, right? Yes. Because you couldn't find Terrifier oh 2 anywhere. Days, it was <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> but no, I got around to that as well. Yeah. Um, that was a good laugh. That was a hilariously dumb movie, but don't worry. Yeah. We'll talk about it yep, other yep. times. But Barbarian- went a direction that I didn't think it was going to go. Okay. And I encourage you all, go to Disney Plus, watch Barbarian. What's so good about it, though? Talking about. Just it's, a twist. It's a twist? Is it scary, though? Like a proper... Yeah, bro, scary movies on Disney Plus? Come on, they can't be that bad. It's... Yeah, it's scary. Okay. But up to a point, and you'll all realise why. And then the thing was, is I watched the documentary on the making of After, mm-hmm. and the director even says that. As you do. So... Um, no, that was great. They're the movies that I've watched, but I've been watching a lot of series lately. Mm. Um, one, I'm watching uh, an anime called Demon Slayer. Yep. That's good fun. Highly rated. Um, I watched also Chris Hemsworth's Limitless. Thing. Oh, how was that? That was great because I've incorporated a lot of his things right. into my, well, I say a lot of things, but like things that I know I'll be able to handle <laughs> into my life. And it's the benefits are crazy. Um, and kind of like his workout routine as well. And that's kind of been helping me out with the gym as well. Too bad he won't remember that series in a couple Oh, years. that needs to be cut out. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Sorry, continue. That's not even dark humor. That's... I love you, Chris. Oh my God. Nah, no, like, you know, no, it's not even an Alzheimer's <laughs> gene. It's it's a gene that could develop yeah, into right. Alzheimer's. No, exactly right. And yeah. that, no, dark <laughs> Sorry, mate, continue. Oh, that's a crack up. Um, no, oh, I was gonna say. I kind of stumped you there, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, so that made me feel like I can incorporate a couple of things into my workout routines and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. which has helped me a lot with the gym. And then- You're looking good. Thank you very much. Fit. Appreciate it. Mm. Um, and then one series that I'm watching as well, and it's kind of the one that I'm binging at the moment, it's called Alice in Borderland. Yeah, you're and you told that, me about oh, that crazy. Explain the concept real okay. quick. So I'll try and do it the way I told you so then I can sort of yeah. get people keen for it as well. Yeah. So there's three friends in Japan. Mm-hmm. They're like- gamers well one's a gamer one's a popular guy one's a nerd yep and they're out in japan square one day yeah and um busy city Mm -hmm. busy city tokyo is yep lots of people lots of stuff and you know in this first episode they go to the bathroom come out everybody's gone they go to a bathroom in the train station come out this city is empty and then they're like what the fuck happened and then you know darkness falls there's a couple of places with lights on they go to Mm -hmm. that place and it's a, a game they have to play a game and the thing I didn't tell you is that the difficulty of the game is sorted by cards. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a seven of hearts, that's the difficulty and it's like they present themselves. But then everybody quickly learns that these games are now a matter of life and death. Right. And yeah, they have to figure out what survive. the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, figure out like no one tells them like the rules of the game get explained and then they have to like, wait, why are they the rules? And then things happen. They go, mm. oh fuck, we have to like, 
Mm. Survive. Okay. So I've been watching that. Season two dropped two weeks ago and I've been binging it. It's quite good. Perfect. Quite good. And, uh, you know, I think we'll talk about this in a later podcast, but The Last of Us dropped oh. as well. And uh, I think we're getting the tele- get onto that in a later when we watch a couple more I think episodes. we're going to have to zoom or get Lockie, Lockie in, in here. Yeah, for it. He'll, Mate. I know Lockie's set. If, when he listens to this, he'll be like, yes, I'm there. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm there. I'm oh, there. Well, Lockie, we're not going to talk about it today. So sorry, <laughs> mate. <laughs> it will get you in on that discussion for sure. So two days ago, we experienced something that we've never experienced before in terms of movie and um, event. Yes. We went to the Australian premiere of Babylon, directed and written by Damien Chazelle. What a experience, man. That was What's one of the best. Honestly, I've been thinking about it. That was one of the best nights of my life. Yep. Like it, it just is just, if anything, even more than it already was confirmed that this is the place I want to be in this industry. Definitely. You know? Just what a party. Oh, yeah. It was literally glitz and glam and fashion and insane stars. And TikTok and, is fun. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Look, I'm not going to say anything about them. But I will. <laughs> Um, the thing was, is like, you know, it's so beautiful to look at mm. like that location. I can tell they scouted it went, this is perfect because that first scene. Beautiful. Did you, when we were in the photo we got with Dan, shout yeah, out yeah, Dan. Yeah, shout out Dan. That felt like that first crane shot when it came yeah. out. So I was like, oh, we were just yeah. fucking, we were there. Dude. So I understand why they went there. Yeah. So. How it was set up, right? So we had to wait in a line or whatever. Ooh, Margot Robbie walked the red real. carpet. Um, and once they all walked the red carpet, we were ushered in. We walked the red carpet a little bit as well. We went into the building and we walked past um, everybody getting all the influencers, getting their photos <laughs> taken, right? God damn. Um, where was our invite? No, <laughs> uh, so then we, um, we then walked through and then you enter like the main kind of room and there was these two ladies dressed up in what, could only be explained as um, uh, bird costume. They were like, I don't know. They were wearing feathers. Let's just say they were like, I don't know, exotic dancers sounds bad. Well, they kind <laughs> of were because yeah. they were dancing in this like half eggshell champagne glass kind of thing. Um, and then behind them was a jazz band. Yeah. Just playing the Babylon theme song. Oh. Um, yeah, so they'll play that. And then once you finish that, you go in and you get free drinks. Um, you can get, you know, popcorn if you so as well, please. And then you go sit down and you know, there's a bit of a pre-show that you're watching. And then once everything's settled, you know, the movie is supposed to start at 6.30, but oh. TikTokers were doing their thing. And uh, we ended start up- to like quarter yeah. past seven. Quarter past seven. And then Diego Calva, Margot Robbie, Samara weaving and who, yeah, the who movie the actually one? didn't start till like seven forty. Really? 7:40? Yeah, because they that? they all came out at like quarter past seven. Seven, yeah. But yeah, so like you said, the last who was one was the last actress. Sorry, Phoebe, Phoebe Tonkin. Phoebe. Okay, cool. Phoebe Tonkin was the yeah. well. Phoebe Tonkin came out first, then Samara, then Diego, then obviously Margot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was just great to be in the same room. Man, as them. insane! Like, hey, she's was, beautiful. Oh, gorgeous! Beautiful. So is Diego Calver as oh, well. Gorgeous man. Great cast, oh. and the it was just. That whole experience prior and just seeing Dan in the line, just crazily, just that was randomly. Funny. That was, Josh goes, I think that's Dan. And then I start yeah. going, dude. And if we, kn- these guys don't know who Dan is. Oh, true. Dan um, was on the film yeah. as the assistant cameraman. Yeah. So I wasn't, I didn't forget who you were or what you did. <laughs> I was just trying to remember how I was going to describe it. But yeah, Dan was uh, part of the camera crew on my film. Yep. And he's also uh, been our mate since uni as 100%, well. 100%. So. And great bloke. 
Um, and just so happened to be in the line. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. the Babylon Prison. So I started yeah. calling out, dude, dude. <laughs> and he just wasn't responding. And he wasn't responding. We're like, that's not Dan. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, oh, I've got his number. I'll give him a buzz. Anyway, start ringing him. And then like, you know, when you call someone, you expect them to pick up in like one or two rings, maybe the third. <laughs> and then it started ringing a bit. I was like, he's ignoring me. He's ignoring you. Yeah. But then that's the thing. He felt his phone vibrate in his pocket. He pulled it out. And I was like, answer the phone. Like I'm watching you. <laughs> answer the phone <laughs> and then I was like you know he's looking at your screen longer than someone but <laughs> anyway he answered the phone he's like hey big dog what's up and I just went you're looking really good <laughs> and then he turns and around then he goes, and he's oh, like where are you they just saw us in the line we all embraced the hug it was great it's seeing, fantastic seeing him there met his mate Bailey as well yeah. um, you know it was just good seeing someone in the line good vibes and we were even networking yeah. in the lines as well there's this actor in front of us and you know we got talking got his details and um Tracy Cooper and, uh, and Daisy yes you know him you know he him. was on Daisy's play play crazy he lives in Castle Hill as he well. lives in Castle Hill as yeah. well and yeah, we were just like, what the hell, you know, Daisy? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I was going to play with her. And we're like, oh my God, this is crazy. But anyway, yeah, that was Small good world, scene. man. Yeah, small world. And um, yeah, I think he's auditioning <laughs> for my family. Anyways, we'll get yeah. into that. Um, <laughs> but man, it was a crazy night. Just a crazy part. You felt like you were in Hollywood. It even freaking smelt like uh, Hollywood. You know, I know that sounds weird, but like, you know what I mean? Uh, it smelt like showbiz. Yeah, it did. Yeah? And what, like, what better way to like that whole, as a premiere should be, like mm. that whole- thing was planned to make you feel a certain way going oh, in and then man. once you're in and then you're in the film like that was match the energy for oh, sure 100% and I just want to say this now it's one of the most exhausting movies I've oh, sat through bro, it was chaotic as fuck it, that's the reason why it was yeah it was just like, oh, like okay, this is happening now like was what like Almost Mad Max Fury Road chaos levels. Yeah. Because you're just non-stop. This might actually go out before no it comes out tomorrow. So this will go out. Oh yeah, it does, does come out yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, and um, oh, I was just exhausted after. But the three-hour, nine-minute runtime as well. Tell me your thoughts. Played thoughts. a factor. Yeah, but I'll actually read my review because I feel like my review is just. It is. I'm actually holding out from writing my review because I think I'm going to see it again. Well, this is the thing. I sat on it, yeah. and then I was like, "All right, this is what I'm going to do." Read your review. <clears throat> tell mine, and we'll move on. Okay. <clears throat> Three stars seems justified and the absolute max I can give due to the absolute gorgeous scenery and the amazing performances across the board yep. and one of the best scenes I have ever seen in a film. Mm -hmm. It also helps that this was my very first red carpet premiere I've ever been to, so that whole experience added to it mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. What shoots this film in the foot, though, is its duration. Holy mother of God, was this long. long. I usually refrain myself from checking the time while watching films because I just want it to be... I because I just want it to do its thing. But when I checked my phone and saw that we had another 45 to 50 minutes left, I could not believe it. Mm. Babylon is batshit crazy and is one of the things I admire about the film. The music was fantastic and a score I probably will not be able to get out of my head for a week. Brackets, mm -mm 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 which is fine. <laughs> if you have a spare three hours and nine minutes to spare, please check this out. But Definitely. I do warn, the, warn you, you will be feeling exhausted after and drained. Man, I agree with all of those points, man. But let me just say, it was a ride. It definitely was. It was a ride. A roller coaster. It felt like a roller oh coaster. Oh my god! And the thing that added it to me, and this scene that I hope you all get to see, and the way that the cinema reacted to it, because oh the thing is, god. I think maybe some people were checked out by this point. 
yeah. I say that because Josh was sitting next to me and he started asking me questions. I just find <laughs> shit hard to follow. So, <laughs> so um, I was like, all right, if Josh is feeling it, might be there, there's got oh, to be I someone felt else. It, man. So then this scene happened, and then I felt like Josh was back into yes, it. Yes, so was the cinema. So was the cinema, and yeah. this scene was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and just batshit crazy. Yeah, and I like. I want to show people the scene, yep. but like it's obviously not out yet for us. So I wouldn't be up on YouTube or anything like that. Like it wouldn't be like a screen grab I can get. Like it wouldn't be that. But I, I wouldn't see it in the cinema. That was a great scene. That was the oh. best scene I've ever seen in my life. We won't say, but it's the scene with the sound recordist. All right, that's all we'll say. One of the best scenes. No, the best scene I've oh. ever seen in the history of cinema. The he storyboarded that beat by beat. Oh, Damien Chazelle. Good. Well, you can tell it's planned perfection. Oh my god, man! <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> That oh fuck! I even think about it, and I want to describe it to people, but me describing it won't do it justice. You need Go to see, see it. it on the big screen, Babylon, biggest screen um, possible. I will explain to you. So I haven't rated it yet or wrote a review because I'm waiting. Did I you listen to that back. podcast after you dropped me home the other night? Yes, you did. I did. Cool. So there was a a lot of reasons why I'm holding from reviewing and rating it is because the whole night was overwhelming. Oh, big right. Time. So I feel like I want to watch it and. These are some of the reasons why I think I want to rewatch it. Number one, I now know that I prefer seeing a movie in an empty cinema by myself. And I tell you why, because there was this absolute idiot right next to me, not next, but over the stalls. And he's laughing at everything. And it wasn't even funny. Like someone trips over and he's like, (laughs) I'm like, bro, come on. And it actually took me out of the movie. Um, another reason there were these two ladies in front of us with their brightness on their phone all the way up, checking their Insta DMs in the middle of the movie. I'm like, what is that? Have some respect. Yeah. Okay, cool. You might be bored. You're at a premiere. The stars of the film are here. Have some fucking respect. Exactly. Exactly. And um, the thing was that those ladies also got up and left. They were gone for a good hour as well. Yeah, man. And then they came back and they were stumbling. Yeah, they probably had their own version of that party room with all the drugs oh. like in there. So that's what probably was going on with them. So I just, this is why I like to see it in the middle of the day, nobody there, whatever. So those two reasons. Um, another reason, I like to do research after films and see how they made, gain a better appreciation for it. And I feel like I've done that now. I've like, like kind of understand like how it's been made. Well, not kind of, I do understand how it's been made some behind the scenes stories and just the way Damien Chazelle has been working on for 15 years. I have a newfound respect for it. Don't know if it would change my uh, viewing on it, um, but I'm still, I'm going to figure that out. Right. Um, But my, my first thoughts of it, it's very long. Oh yeah. And Damien Chazelle is one of my favorite directors. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I would say, you know, people have hit and miss, hit and miss yeah. films, right? Some directors hit, you know, and then sometimes they miss. And at this point, I would say smack bang in the middle, not a hit nor a miss, more of a just stable. Yep. Um, and don't get me wrong. There are some standout aspects of this movie, including 100%. the soundtrack, which will, will win the Oscar. Definitely. Uh, hopefully. Um, if there's anything more prominent in a film, it's that soundtrack. The soundtrack. <laughs> Incredible. And like had us bopping afterwards oh, bang on my way home like it just won't get out of you listen head. to that on a loop because Incredible. i do in my head all day every day dun, 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 dun. yeah right it's just so catchy and i it's love it that's the way it started all the time there was just this in a scene yeah 
and it's just it gets you like bopping. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Oh, banger. Insane. Um the cinematography, incredible. Outstanding. Um and the performances, although I felt like I was watching a dulled down version, watered down version of Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie still did really well. Just very similar to the Harley Quinn kind of persona. I said it to you on the way home, I'll say it again. Yeah. When she was on stage before and she said, This is the most fun and enjoyable character I've ever had the pleasure of playing. Mm. And then what we got, I was just thinking what Josh just said. Yeah. Watered down version of Harley Quinn. Exactly. That you've channeled Harley. Yeah. But in the nineteen twenties. And she's like her friends were saying that the person who she played, Nelly, right? Yep, Nelly was, Leroy. Was her to a team. I'm like, well, that's a bit worrying. Do you know what the thing is, right? You look at Margot Robbie yeah. and you think she is such a, you know. Innocent. Innocent, beautiful, beautiful looking woman and yeah. stuff like that. But then she plays Harley Quinn mm. and she nails it. Nails it. And then she comes out with a role like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And then she comes out with this and you just think. The range, man. Fucking wow. Like yeah. the range on this range. woman is insane. Incredible. What about that scene where she can cry on cue? Oh. You know, that's real, by the way. She can control what right. eye tears come out. Because she was at work yesterday um, on oh, the project yeah, yeah, yep. and she was down the hall. I heard her. Hey. That's my claim. Yeah, that's my claim to fame. I heard her. Her voice was <laughs> the best voice. It was like I was hearing um, sirens singing from the water. Um, <laughs> it just like drew me, you know, just got mesmerized and like- just stopped, out of the stopped office. clipping up stuff at work and just Dude, walked off. My whole, all my bosses, all my workmates were teasing me the whole day. It's like, oh, look, there's Margot. And every time my heart dropped, I'm like, fuck. Because I, <laughs> I got an email whilst at the premiere that I could actually, could have gone and met her, but oh, I was working. Damn. So I like, you know. Ah, well. Anyways, it is what it is. Um, Another thing, and I'll leave you with this. So, okay, sorry. The cinematography was great. The acting was great. Um, Especially Diego Calva. He's a fucking star. Oh, man. he's a star. Um, and star was born. Yeah, star literally. And um, no, not literally, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically. That uh, you know, just quickly, quickly off topic. I was playing Oz Tag not too long ago, and this guy said in my team, like, <laughs> it it was in the middle of play. He goes, um, <laughs> as a will defending, he goes, I'm inside you. Figuratively, not literally. <laughs> I, I let the try in because I was like, I can't. Uh, like, obviously, it's not literally, but as you was just that said. the opposition? No, it was oh, my anyway. it was my teammate saying that, and I was like, fuck's sake. But anyway, yeah, just um, to touch on your no, literal no, no, point. That's, that's, that's but back funny. to Babylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. I just felt like also, you know, you can be chaotic, but for a reason. And they just went overboard, man. Can we just, just bring up one point? Yeah, the screen cut. I was getting to that. I was getting. Did that? I was getting. Was that, that intentional? I'm going to get to it. Okay. All right. Okay, okay, so okay. Gotcha. chaotic, you can be chaotic and it, for the first hour it works because they use the chaotic to kind of for exposition reasons and to explain and set the scene, the environment and stuff like that. And it worked, but then there's a point, a line that you cross and you're just being chaotic for the reason of being chaotic. And I feel like it was just too much, man. Like also didn't really land. like the, I don't know. The ending was a bit, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just, Anyways, another big reason why it took me out of it, why I want to rewatch it, is because our ci our cinema, our cinema screen cut off <laughs> about an hour, like with an hour left. And so we started seeing the screen oh. like an olden day 3D movie. With it the actually red hurt. And blue. It hurt me. It hurt the red, blue, and green like little outlines. And it was just glitching. It looked like it was glitching. Yep. Man. 
And um, I thought it was because they, they filmed this whole thing on film, yeah. right? And you could tell with little, you know, the little sparks that come up with film. I thought it was part of that. And it was at a point in the movie where it felt fitting to maybe do that. And maybe it was artistic effect. And then the whole screen went black yep. and we're like, okay, there's a problem. Then 50% of the cinema took that as their toilet break. Yeah. And I'm then going. Literally, <laughs> then the cinema rewinded it and played it again. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I've never seen this in the history of seeing movies. Oh, no. And what a place to see it at a premiere with all the stars there. Like that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh man. But um, overall it's a great night, State Theatre. Thank you. Um, there was just a little bit of a hiccup um, and I want to watch it without it being cut out or feel like I'm having a seizure for the last hour. The thing was when we saw, when we started seeing the green red all around, <laughs> I, I thought it was like, you know, this film has become a fever dream and you're just, you're tripping, yeah, you're tripping right. balls right now. Which it was fitting for the scene. Very right? fitting yeah, for where yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah. In the movie? Yeah. I'm not saying like no. State Theatre turned into that, but like it was <laughs> like I was sitting there, I was like, my eyes are starting to hurt and I bro, am exhausted. Literally. I I'm am like, exhausted. what, bro? This is glitching and like lagging. I'm like, holy shit, what is happening? <laughs> and to this day, I I think I've kind of realized it's not an artistic decision. But maybe it is because at the very end there's a montage. I won't spoil it, there's a montage. Yeah. And they flash red, blue, green. green I'm like, yep. okay, maybe it's part of it. Well, like, if it is, that is the stupidest decision I've ever said. Well, I guess we won't know for a little bit. But exactly. Until Damien it. comes out and says it was intentional and unintentional. I doubt he cut his whole movie off the and rewinded it. The yeah. state theater. Man, that was, that was so embarrassing. But it added to the experience because then we started cracking jokes to each other and just yeah. having a fucking fun time. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. It was so fun. But yeah, that, that kind of took me out of it. But overall, fantastic night, decent movie, which I think I'm expecting to appreciate a bit more on the rewatch. Don't think I could give it anything more than a 3.5, but at the moment it's a 2.75. Um, we'll see if it changes, but man, it was a pleasure to share my first cinema red carpet premiere experience with you. Thank you. Likewise, sir. Likewise. When you your boys scrub up well. Yes, we did. We got a <laughs> solid photo as well. well. We'll give it a cheeky post, I reckon. 100%. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so that is the wrap up, big wrap up. And uh, it was a big wrap up. I reckon we get into your set experience. I mean, we've kind of established already, but I want to run down how you think it went. So this is the dependent variable. It's named the dependent variable because just like in a science experiment, the dependent variable is the variable that changes and this topic changes every week and this week it's about your script. Set. There you go. Austin, you how did it- script. Fuck, what did I say? Script. Script. About your set. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. All right, bro. How was it compared to what you thought it was going to be? Okay, so I'll start it by like literally going to bed the night before. Okay. I felt like a kid on Christmas. Yep. Like I felt like- Any I'm, nerves? Yeah, 100% there were nerves. Yeah. It was like, I don't know what to expect tomorrow. And I think I said it on here before, but like I didn't know what to expect because the thing was so new and foreign that I couldn't actually imagine it happening. And the thing was, is like, I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Anyway, I ended up getting some sleep. And I woke up 45 minutes before my alarm. And then I just went, fuck it, I'm up for the day. And I knew right then and there that this is what I want to do because it's like, if you don't, if you want to, if you want to get out of bed to do what you're doing that day, that proves that it is what you want to do. Mm. So I was already on a high as soon as we kicked off. And then, um, yeah, drove out and I knew I was there early, but I was sitting at um, Terminus Street in Castle Hill waiting for Fetty and Dufresne to get to the Metro to pick them up, bring That's them to right. yours. Yep. 
way too early, but I was like, I don't care. This is this is cool. Mm. But then once Fetty and Dufresne rang me saying we're here, it all hit me. I was mm. like, oh, I forgot I was directing a film today. <laughs> oh, this was a nice little break, but fuck, it's getting real. So anyway, went and yeah. picked them up, drove to the set, and then like I walked in. Granted that everything's been prepped, everybody was there. Well, a couple of people were there and people were staggering in. And I was like, okay, this is actually happening. Like camera's here. Mm. My producer's here. We're Bear in, in mind, house. we're shooting on a $100,000 camera. On a, yeah, $100,000 camera. This is actually happening. Yeah. What if what we've planned doesn't work? I start like instantly start imploding. But on the outside, just calm. Good man. Because that's just, that's just me. Then what kind of nearly tipped me over the edge was, Austin, there's no boom pole here. Because <laughs> guess, right. guess who had the boom pole? Who? Austin. Ah! And uh, guess who forgot the boom pole? Austin. Austin. I knew exactly where it was. It's like that moment in a movie where mm. there's like a key thing that they need and then they go, I don't have it. And then it's like a crash zoom shot to where it is and they can't get it. And so I was like, oh, Beth is already at Castle Towers as well, getting the food. <laughs> We're fucked. And then Josh here goes, oh, I bought a boom pole a couple of years ago. Here we go. <laughs> Never used it. I'm like, this is going to come in handy once. I bought it back in 2016 or 2017. I'm like, I've never used this before in my life. And there you go. What do you know? It worked perfect. And Josh saved the day and then sound was sorted. What a funny like, thing to just have lying around my exactly, house. Exactly, yeah. A so boom pole. Right then and there, a problem was a problem arose. Yeah. We fixed it straight away. I was like, yeah. thank God. Then there was the whole skylight situation. Skylight situation. In, in your house, you have two mm. skylights above your uh, kitchen where yep. we were shooting. And we were shooting day for night. So we needed it yeah, to we look were. like nighttime. Yeah. And then that problem arose. And then uh, I think Beth came up with the solution to put pillowcases up there. That's right. And then the boys got to work, mm -hmm. put pillowcases up there, and, and it worked. It worked. Then the curtains behind the sink as well worked perfectly. Worked perfect. Everything just started falling into place. And I was like, okay. Beautifully. But now now here comes the challenge is directing. Mm. I was like, okay, it's now time to do it. Like just, just back yourself. <laughs> Things are falling into place. No one's going to judge you. This is a safe space. Let's just do it. And Austin, I can say you were a natural. <sighs> Thank you very and much. And I saw sir. you in your element. I'm like, you are a director. Thank you very much, sir. Because I didn't know if I had it. And then you have it. It as soon as I started, and then I was like, okay, like they're not questioning what I'm saying. Maybe in their head they were, mm. but like they were like, all right, trust Austin, let's give it a go. So then we dive deep into the first scene, and everything just looked amazing. And I was watching it all unfold. I was like, this is actually happening. Like, a, like I'm waiting to wake up. Like, mm. uh, like someone's gonna pinch me. I'm gonna wake up in the Matrix or something. Like, it's this is not happening. Anyway. Called action, we're going. Scene worked perfectly. Cut. Then we're like, let's just go again. Did it again and stuff like that. But then like the next setup was I think the reverse flip of that shot. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter what the shot was. But what actually hit me, and I want to praise Lucas Howard for this because he is such a good AD. So good that I just signed him on for mine this morning. Fuck yes, did you? Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes me happy. Anyways, we'll get to Yes, that. fuck yes. He is such an amazing first AD. First time meeting everybody. He was the- Mate, champion. I say this quote unquote, stranger on the set. And I can attest for this because I've AD'd as well. Yeah. It is daunting enough when you know everybody. Yeah. You got to be the 
cunt on the set, <laughs> right? I say that in quotation marks. He was the most lovely oh. AD I've ever met and efficient. The thing I said to him before we started, I said, Lucas, I give you full permission to, if I'm babbling on and I'm just talking say shit. Say Babylon. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> If I'm talking shit and I'm wasting time, I give you full permission to slap me yeah. and get us back on track. He's like, yeah, sweet. No worries. And then between yeah, no shots, <laughs> yeah, between shots, he's just like, Austin, we got to go now. And then I was like, oh, cool. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Direct it. Just, he kept everything on track the yeah. whole time. He kept everything on track and he, the set ran that smoothly and he kept me at bay and yeah. like, and he even came out with us after. How good is that? Like, Man. anyway, so there was that. And like, I praised Lucas for his efforts there. And the thing was, is like, the more the day went on, the more comfortable I got. And the more, like, I say naturally it came to me, but it just felt good. Like, it didn't feel like I was forcing something. And it didn't feel like I was, like, bullshitting my way through. Like, it genuinely felt real. And it felt like I was where I was meant to be. And brother, you were you were there and <sighs> everything was going so smooth. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. That was the smoothest set I've uh. ever been on. <laughs> Nothing went wrong except for the boom pole. Uh. Nothing. And I'm like, fucking everything, something goes wrong. I was waiting for it, not waiting for it to happen. I was going around doing a little podcast. So I was happy, but I can attest because everything ran so smoothly to our preparation. And you know how much I pride myself in preparing either when I'm a producer or a director. I feel a lot of that, you know, plays a part when it comes to yeah. everything going smoothly. And that was the smoothest set I've been on. Everybody got along so oh, well yeah. and that creates a set environment so happy but yet efficient yeah and that's what made this set so good so fast we finished how early i think we finished a good like 45 half hour early i thought we finished that yeah actually you're yeah. right yeah a ahead of schedule yeah. that's lucas and you're a master ad when you know you ask how long have we got and he's like don't worry about it yeah the thing was is like People were asking Lucas how long we had left and he just didn't give the answer. Good. That's but he do. also, one thing he did, and you probably did it as well when you were AD, and I know nothing about AD, but there's there's the shot list that you're trying to get. But then Lucas was just like, I reckon we can get these four shots all in this one setup and save the setup times That's here. That's the role and in AD. the yeah. thing was, is I was like, yeah, right, let's try it. Let's yep. do it. And bro, like we finished ahead of schedule because of that. And He's the thing amazing, was- yeah. The thing was, right, and I'll fully admit this right now, I didn't, I wasn't across like everybody's like roles and stuff like that. You like, don't I need to be. Don't, yeah, You're don't need to be. And I just said, mm. like, I just trusted them. Yeah. That was the thing. But I'll tell you the one hurdle that I wasn't ready for mm. was to be the shot caller. Yeah. Like the one that makes the final decisions. Yeah. Because let's say, let's say, for example, you and me co directed, right? Yeah. Or co-produced, co-produced, co-directed, and they say, "Oh, Josh and Austin, what do you think?" I, me personally, I know I'm the type of person to be like, "Oh yeah, I'd like this is this," but like Josh, Josh, what do you think? <laughs> like you know, like this is yeah. And then like it had come to you, and then uh, let's do that. And so whenever I was like, "Austin, what do you want?" and it literally felt like everybody was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" Anyway, then I said it, and then they tried it, yeah. and then it worked, and I was like, "But please." Put your own spin on it. Whatever we do, put your own spin on it and that's we'll see amazing. how we go. And that's the thing. Just trusted everybody and everything just worked. And 
it was amazing. How about performance-wise? What oh. did you think of the actors and the actresses? Oh, amazing, amazing. I think to start off, obviously we'll go with the protagonist, Cooper. Mm. That man is amazing. He, yeah. What nearly made me tear up on the day was when he said, Austin, can I just have five minutes to like sort of get in the zone? And I was like, yeah, sweet, go for it. And he went and um, was in James's room. And then he came out and uh, he was like, oh yeah, I was just listening to the playlist that I created for Chris. Mm. What? That nearly, like I was like, bro, what? Are you serious? So then then he just got in the mood. And the thing is, he's such a good kid that he just switched like from goofing around, being playful. Cooper to Chris. Cooper to Chris. And then like there wasn't, like he was not shy in front of the camera. He didn't care that people were watching him perform. Like I was like, that that takes skill yep. and he's got it in spades. Man. And then <laughs> then it just it made it so much better that his actual sister was playing his sister. So Daisy, Fantastic. you were amazing She's as well. So talented oh, as well. I lo- I loved it that that was the, I wanted to create a sibling rivalry and I hope it comes out and I know it will based off the sibling rivalry we created. And they're just their on screen thing together. It's just like I Tracy, correct me if I'm wrong. If that was them growing up, like <sighs> that's that uh, that's whole, what I wanted to <laughs> Can I just say something? That whole family is super talented. Oh even 100%, Tracy. Yeah. Super mum. Yeah. But like those kids are gonna grow up to be so special. Yeah. And like they already are, but Definitely. like they're both of them, and I'd love to see Daisy leading a film. I don't know if she has or not, but yeah. I'd love to watch it because she's super talented as well. Definitely. That whole family is talented. Yep. I think the surprise of the day was Josh Leake. That's what I was going to say. Mm. 100%. I didn't know Josh Leake, and I knew he was just a friend of um, Cooper and they'd been in stuff before, so I knew that their chemistry was going to be good. Mm. But this man came out of the gates. Oh, he he came so, out of the gates, and he was, he was so hilarious. The way that he did stuff on camera, yeah, and he just the, what he said to me at the start of that, he goes, "Oh, Austin, can we can we have fun with this?" I was like, "Of course, bro! Like, yeah. do what you want to do. Like, I'm I'm not going to make you a robot. You do you." That's good, man. And then what he did was hilarious. So I can't funny. wait to show you all. Like there were times when I was actually on set going, "Cooper, you're right." Like <laughs> Chris is going through it. Like Cooper, are you all right? And then there's obviously what we created with the actors that have had camera experience before. And then there was your lovely mum. Oh yeah. Simone did <laughs> amazing. And the thing was, is that I was nervous to direct and she was nervous to be in front of camera. Mm. But then I was also nervous to direct her because one, we're in her house. <laughs> There's so many people around as well. So many She's people not an actress. that are in the your guy's room. house. Because of the film, I'm like, yeah, thanks for letting us use And then she had to act as well. And yeah. she did amazing yeah. to the point where we did the scene. Then when I yelled cut, Josh then goes, was that a one take? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the thing yeah. was, Simone was basically driving the scene as well. So, she was. And that's the thing. And then we got it and I was like, that was a one take. <laughs> Yeah, we started cheering and then we kind of moved on, but then we needed to do a pickup from that yeah, thing. Yeah, but it had yeah. nothing to do with Simone's performance or anything like that. <laughs> it was just a pickup from that point. Yeah. And the thing was, she just nailed it. Like, mm. And then the thing was, is I could tell that she was a bit flustered at one point because she was like, I'm sorry, I forgot the lines. Yeah. Oh, good. Reset. Let's go again. 
Just take your time with it. Say yeah. whatever comes to your mind. You don't need to repeat the lines word for word. You just have to say whatever makes it's sense. It's so daunting though. I can imagine. I can, just for any uh, any actor yeah. and actress, like being in front of that many people, like all eyes on you. 100%. If you fuck up, we're resetting because of you. Exactly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was, and what added to it is that you had Josh Leake's mum, Kate, Tracy, Beth, yeah. all to the side. And then when Simone walks off screen, she went to there and I could see in the corner of my eye, they're going, you got it, you got it, you got it. And I was like, that's good that she's got that little yeah, network, yeah, whether, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so that just added everything special to me. And then like the thing was, I remember we did, we shot the film in reverse. We shot the kitchen scene first, mm-hmm. then the dinner table, mm-hmm. then Chris's bedroom. And in the film it goes, Chris's bedroom, dinner table, kitchen, mm-hmm. animation, back to kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so when we shot it in reverse, I was kind of like, I'm so used to the script being in order that now we're shooting out of it. I'm like, what actually happens in this film again? Mm. But then I remember when we were shooting the dinner table scene, the bedroom was set up mm. and they're like, oh, Austin, do you want to see it? I said, I don't want to see it until this scene is done. Because yeah. I know that that's going to look Shout out cool. to um, our production designers oh, and set. Lauren dresses. Griffiths, you are a wizard. They, they both smashed it and like had the sets prepared way in advance. And I, I just want to say as well, I remember we shot, in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then we went to the dinner table mm-hmm. and then in between takes when we were setting up, I went back into the kitchen, spotless. Amazing. Spotless. It was like we weren't even there. I know. And then the dinner table as well, like we weren't even there. Then uh, James's room, like we weren't even there. Like the, everybody was so efficient and this comes down to the production designers as well. They were just so proficient with setting up, packing down. Each setup, it was magical to see. And that's a testament to everybody on set as well. Everybody smashed it. Everybody smashed it. Everybody loved it. Yeah. And we went it, out for dinner after. We went out for dinner after and it was great. It was insane. And Austin, for your first set, I can tell you right now, it's never going to be as smooth as that no, ever no. again. <laughs> but bro, you smashed it. Thank you, sir. Any final words on the set day before we crack on to what's next? Uh, it was... Perfect. Perfect. Everybody that was a part of it made mm-hmm. a man's dream come true. There you go. And it's what's the saying? It's a it's a start of a beautiful friendship or beautiful relationship from Casablanca. I'm know that last line that's gone down in history is one of the greatest lines in cinema. Correct me, mate. <laughs> Please, it's the start of a beautiful friendship or relationship, one of those two. Oh. But everybody that I had on set, we are going to continue to work together in future projects we are. and stuff like, and uh, stuff it's like that. It's the start of so a beautiful, it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Beginning of a beautiful friendship. The yeah. There we go. So that's, you know, the set was magical. Yeah. And the just- Like they say in Babylon, it's the most magical place in the world. There you go. And man, I think the whole crew and now I'm going to stick together and so important Definitely. to have those connections. And that was one of the major things was bringing everybody back. Yeah. And the new connections that were made and the previous connections rekindled, best thing by Insane. far. Austin, congratulations, my friend. I think Thank now you, we go to the final segment of the show and try and wrap it up soon because I don't know when the next person's coming. Um, <laughs> but can yeah, you oh. tell me what are the plans now? Animation, baby. Animation. And who are we allowed to say who we might have helping us or not? Because it's not really confirmed. What do you mean? In terms of, you know, what. Team route? wise? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe don't. Just yeah. in case it's not confirmed. All right. But, but we have locked in an animator who has come through yes, with some beautiful looking animator, storyboards. Yeah. And 
a little call I had today with Aaron Lim. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was very good. We went over like the animation process as a whole and he said like, Austin, you're on the right track. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm keen to help out. I'm on board. Like, so I got verbal confirmation from yep. him as well. You know, it was all like he wants to be a part of the process and he wants this to be the best it could possibly be and yep. help out where he can. Yep. And that I appreciate more than anything. Like yep. that a former, like a friend from school is coming on, like I say a former school mate yeah it's coming on in the real world when our adults and he wants to help out so it's it was great we're close in school we're rekindling that it's great um would you like me to i have the post work flow up would you like me to read it it, so this is the plan so i went over austin's last week two weeks ago two weeks ago ago, and we planned out the whole of 2023 and this is how your film is looking for the rest of the year. So January, you're establishing contact with all heads of departments, making sure see everybody's back in the zone see, see, see. to work together. Um, you're having a rough cut session with Lockie. Very soon, yes. Soon to cut the film. We already have an assembly cut. Yep. Um, you guys are going to deep dive into a rough cut soon. Um, you need to revise and complete storyboards with Teague. Yep. For the animation. Yep. Um, then... Uh, I re- no, I'm not going to say it. Just who we might be working with. Anyways, um, you got to figure out a date for choreography. And then in yes. February, you're going to start the choreography of the fight scene and the animation to then use as reference to give to the animators so they can animate the fight. Definitely. Then you're having a, there's a bunch of calls, a lot of editing sessions to be had as well. And um, March, hopefully, will then kick off the animation. Um, yep. You know, we'll start to color grade the real life stuff. And we have all the real life stuff in preparation for things to start happening. You know, for a little reference for the animator and stuff. Like what's Cooper wearing and stuff. Anyways, April um, animation starts from... Actually, animation goes from March all the way down to October. Right. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight months of animation approximately, right? Um, and then it's basically within those, maybe within those months that the animation is happening, you can get cracking on your next yeah. one or whatever. Definitely. Um, and then composing and sound design start in October and finish in November. Sound mix starts in November, finishes in December, and maybe a premiere at the end of December or January. Yeah. But we still have to also as well do voiceovers and stuff like that yeah. in this room. Definitely. So there's a lot to do and that's what 2023 is looking, looking like, especially the start. You're going to be super busy and you got to try your best to just get all this shit done yeah, and definitely. keep on top of it. Like figure out that date of the choreography, get that choreography done yep. um, and uh, yeah, go from there. 100%. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, calls have been had, contact has been established mm-hmm. and we are – the train's like slowly leaving the station, you know, when the train starts, like, yeah, you're on my friend. You're on slowly rolling out. So yes. it's going to be a big year. Big it's going to be a big year for this. So. On top of that, we also have signed on to produce Dan Kogola's next film. We're co-producing that. Yes, sir. And I'm going to hold Fetty to this this year. Yes, sir. Because this man needs to get his script written. Definitely does. That's, I think, will be in the later end of the year. Yep. We have mine. And then we have yours. So we're working on four. And then in between, hopefully there's some little projects here and there that are in like the very early stages of pre-production. Yeah. But there might be future episodes. See how we go. There you go. But that's me. Oh man. I'm keen to hear about you. Fuck. Well, there's been a lot. 
that's yes. happened. Ooh, please tell me. I can't even remember. I've done so much all throughout December. You know, I said I was going to take it off and I did. And then, you know, by the time January came around, I'm like, fuck, I'm ready to go. Mm. So since then, what have I done? So I can't even remember what was the last thing I said. <laughs> I finished the script. I mean, I don't know. It's now on draft nine. Damn. Um, maybe 10 um, coming up. So what we're doing, what I've done, I have completely storyboarded the whole entire film, worked with my little figurines nice. uh, and videoed all these different shots um, that I'm going to be doing. What else have I done? That took like a whole week, man. Uh, lined up the script completely. I've had multiple um, calls with my cinematographer, James Coy, um, who's yeah. living over in China and is a full-fledged member of the Australian Society of Cinematographers. Very nice. ASC. Yeah, ASC. So, something like that. Um, but... Yeah, we're on board and uh, we've talked through everything and how we think we're going to do it. There's been budget breakdowns. We're reassessing budgets and stuff like that. And we're looking at, uh, actually, never mind. <laughs> I will tell you off screen what we're looking at. But I think I'm comfortable and confident that we'll get this budget um, one way or another. Um, and I started, I've started casting today and um, I've locked one of the main characters oh, well i mean i say i've locked it off he said he's interested and he's gonna read for me like a test screening yeah um gavin from two's the lesson ah, very nice you locked, brought that up yeah so i'm not too sure which lead he's gonna get but he's gonna get one of them nice i've also hired mr will tawny oh of course you have as one of the characters in the who's kind of the comedic relief he's a drunk at the yes. party and um will i'm said, so keen will said he's will. in straight away he's like don't even need to brief me i'm in good man i'm yet to respond to him actually and gavin for that matter so yes. he's in there as well i have locked in my whole boys group different roles in the film already very nice and the girlfriends are locked in for different films as well i've locked in some of the extras um different parts yep i've locked in first ad lucas um nice. That's so cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who else? I, I have like ideas of who's going to be in the cast and stuff. Uh, sorry, who's going to be in the crew um, and what roles they're going to play. But that's, uh, I think I'm going to figure that out like, yep. after we finish everything. Um, what else have I done? Um, I basically locked in locations without actually locking them in. In my head, I've locked them in. Um, and that's going to be done all of February. We're going to do location records lock in some locations. Um, I, I came up with the whole schedule of what we're looking like. I actually don't have it on here, but off memory, um, next month I'll be creating the crowdfunding video. Nice. I'll be casting um, and doing location recce's. Then in March, I will be funding. So that's month one of funding. Mm -hmm. Locations locked in, crew locked in, cast locked in. April, funding month two, um, rehearsals month one, April, May, May, uh, rehearsals month two, and then May, June, we're filming. First nice. week of June. Um, I think that's basically the rough idea of how the schedule is looking at the moment. But Nice, man. Um, yeah, I've gone through today, me and James went through scene one, scene two, scene three, and scene, yeah, one, two, and three. And then next week we're going through scene four, five, and six. Um, 
think we have a total of something like 87 shots for the whole film. Nice. We're planning to hopefully do it in four days. It's going to be tight. But James, the good thing about James is he, he thinks about this in terms of budget. Yeah. And he's like, e- every decision he makes is like, how can we do this cheaper? And he's like, even if we have to go to Bunnings and fucking buy lights, right? Yeah. Um, so what we're planning to do is we're planning to shoot this, not still reveal, not revealing the title, but we're, we're planning on shooting the desert scene one day, which is a upwards of like, oh gosh, I don't know, like 24 shots or something like that. Um, so that's scene one and scene six one day. Then we'll film scene two, three and five all in one day if we can. And then film four for two days. Nice. Um, so that's that's um, it's gonna be long days. Um, but I'm gonna be so prepared that 100%. everything will go swimmingly. Definitely. And then call Definitely. with James. So the next, so the next call me and James have will be going over the rest of the script, and um, just w- like running him through what I've done. The call after that will be going through. I actually, wrote this down today. Um, hold on, let me find it. The call after that, we will be we will be going through. So, okay, next call, which is next week, we'll be going through the rest of the script. The call after that, we'll be putting it into a shot list. Yep. The call after that, we'll be doing mud maps. The call after that, we'll be lining the script, and he will also finalize crew, like who he needs. And then the call after that, we'll be going through equipment. So, right. we've sorted everything. He's over in China in the moment, but we're making it work. Nice. That's the main thing. Um, I've asked Maddie for a breakdown of makeup, like how much it's going to cost and stuff. She's yet to get back to me, but um, she said she was going to, which is good. Um, When Lexi comes back, which is the end of this month, actually on Friday, then we're going to rework the budget. I'm actually, I don't know if I've told you this, I'm going to a Flickerfest red carpet thing where they screen all the winning films and it's a big networking event lexi invited me she's like i've got an extra ticket do you want to come with me i'm like fucking nice nice. so i gotta dress up for that again it's a big networking opportunity i think it is um but we're gonna use that whole day to go over the script plan things and that and um another thing i want to check with you check is there anything in particular you want to do i know we've talked about this on my film right now i have you as the producer's assist yeah right you let me know what else, if there's anything else uh-huh. you'd like to do. Because at the moment, these are the people I have in mind. These people don't know they're in the script at the moment. Uh, sorry. Um, I have. I want to bring back Hattie, Dan, Lockie, and even Teague, yep. if I can, for Teague, maybe as Gaff, Gaff or Grip to help set up everything because he knows. Lawsy for you know Gaff, yep. Dan, second AC, Hattie, first AC, and James, DOP. Then I have you as producer's assist at the moment. I have Lexi's producer. I have my friend from work, Georgie, who wants to be my PA. And <laughs> for the day, she's like, hey. yeah. She was like, I can, I can make everyone coffees or whatever, et cetera. Hey. I'm like, fucking nice. Let's do it. And she's like one of my best mates in the world. So yeah. it will be cool to have that kind of like support on set as yeah. well. And yeah, I don't know. She said she's down to come each day, which I don't really understand, <laughs> but good on her. Um, Maddie for makeup. I'm going to get Fetty to boom up. Um, Lucas to first AD. I'm going to get Jay to do BTS. Nice. I'm going to get him to do BTS because I want him to go around and interview people. I want him to take photos and stuff like that. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, because I want Lockie on set 
was going to suggest maybe get maybe to do BTS video and videoing and then Lockyer's. That's what in my yeah. head I had it as. Um, but I need somebody to wrangle as well. I think I might get Dan to wrangle. He's a star at that. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then I have Federico Ricci, my composer. Um, James is color grading. Then I have some names for actors and stuff like that. So, Very nice. yeah, man, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, we have a lot to do and it's very busy. I'm busy every single week, every single day that I have off. So it's exciting, man. But let's just really quickly, the where this podcast started mm. versus where we are now. Yeah, man. In terms of like busy schedules. Yeah. If you just get out there and go for it, mm-hmm. these opportunities come. 100%. And that's what we've done in spades. Yeah. Like thinking of right now, I just had this moment right now, thinking like how much we've done with my film and how much is coming for your film. Yeah. We were not in this space no a year way, ago. Man. So we were in a dump. We're like, how the fuck do we get out of we've this? We've created yeah. this for ourselves. We have, and, man. Oh, it's and beautiful. there was a quote that I heard recently. It's like, you know, it was by Ryan Johnson. I think you've heard me say this over and over again, but you know, He's like, someone asked him like, what's the best piece of advice you can give? And he's like, you just got to make stuff. And I know it sounds simple, but you know, he was also talking about how people spend so much time trying to seek out the industry when really you don't worry about seeking out the industry. You make, you make, you make, you will attract the industry to you. 100%. So don't seek out the industry, attract it. Oh, 100%. So we have a lot to get through in the next year, but it's going to be very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, and yeah, I've, man, the emails and stuff, like people have been submitting. I released the casting call at like one thirty, <laughs> and I've got so much fucking people that have applied already. Well, that's good. Um, very good. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what to think. Yes. Very um, good. Is it, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, th- I think that's, that's me sorted. Um, what else have it's I done? It's going to be a very exciting year for you, sir. Yeah, I don't even know what else. I don't know. I've been saving. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. This is going to be fucking expensive. Um, and yeah. Too good. That's it, man. I think that's all I have. How about you? No, I think that's that's, it. that's all I have. What should we do? I think we should tie a little bow on this yeah, episode. Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, guys, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the Pre Prod Pod, TikTok the Pre Prod Pod, um, and we do have lots of episodes coming up and a lot of special guests that are coming to appear. A lot of special episodes, like themed episodes, that we have coming up as well. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And Austin, it's good to be back. It is very good to be back. And mm. one point I was trying to make before is whatever thing you're putting off because you don't believe in yourself. Just try it out and see what comes of it. Yes. You will surprise yourself. Man, it's good to be back and Definitely. listen to Austin. And can I say, this is the only pre-production podcast <laughs> that matters. So you know who oh, you are Jesus. that is creating another podcast under our name. <laughs> I know we don't have that much viewers and I know you have millions of subscribers, but man. We have a small knit community that will come in spades to your house <laughs> with pitchforks and fire. You have us to contend with. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. On that note. We're out of here. We'll see you later. Peace. Bye.